You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Saturday. That's right, Saturday, April 10th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or rather recently, Off the Bench Baseball, or maybe in my more pop culture and entertainment side of things at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, and many more, and hopefully many more to come. Of this year, Locked on Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Feel free to hit me up. Trust me, feel free to hit me up on either of those two uh, accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. And I'll do my very best to answer them and maybe even answer them here on the show. Today's show, guys, it is brought to you by all the energy today, man. Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. Uh, download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our many Locked On rooms for any any of your favorite Locked On MLB podcasts. They're always on there. So go check that out. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And guys, it happened. It freaking, he did the damn thing. Ground ball to shortstop. Kim will go to first. The San Diego Padres get their first no-hitter in the history of the franchise. And it belongs to San Diego's own Joe Musgrove, sending the Friar faithful into a frenzy. I, this is an emergency podcast, obviously. I, I, don't, I don't think this has to be said. I usually go Monday to Friday, but I just, I had to. I had to do what on Saturday. Joe Musgrove, the first no-hitter in Padres franchise history. So where do I even start? Right, where do I even start? Twitter was mad last night, ladies and gentlemen. It was absolutely mad. It was madness. And I, for one, enjoyed every second of it. And not going to lie to you, today's podcast might be a little bit more disjointed, disorganized, and crazy than usual. Not that you guys, long-time listeners, are necessarily unfamiliar with my uh, me being a little bit crazy and disjointed, disorganized on the podcast. But still, look... Let's start with my initial reaction to the thing. Let's start with my initial reaction to the thing. Starting from the very beginning. Let's talk about the game real quick. Because believe it or not, yes, there was a full game that was played yesterday. It was the Padres and the Rangers. They won by a score of 3 to nothing. Obviously, Musgrove, final stat line, 9 innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, and 10 strikeouts, which was impressive. Here's what I'll say. And, for, and also, by the way, just some, some minor things about the game before we just go full speed ahead and talk about Musgrove. Um... The, the runs scored in this game, one of them was a really early odd. The game, I guess we were in for some good vibes with a really close play at home with Eric Hosmer uh, being driven in by Will Myers. That was a very close kind of moment. Uh, May Machado had a double that drove it a run. Myers, one of the more consistent producers, uh, oddly enough, for this uh, Padres team so far. He's the one of the guys that I think I was a little bit worried about. But so far, he is showing that last year wasn't necessarily a fluke. I hope he keeps it up, but... 
I mean, let, let me just end it right there. Come on, guys. We're talking about Joe Musgrove today. You don't really care about the rest of the game. I mean, let, let's just be honest. No bullpen, no nothing. Um, look, it is the Rangers, I know, and, and, and they are not a good team. And what's so funny is let's go through my stages of reaction. I did a locker room with Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. He, he was hosting one. It was the first time, first time, by the way, he ever hosted a locker room. First time. He ever hosts a locker room, and I was on there, and the whole file, I have the whole file, the entire thing, I was on there the whole time, because no-hitters start to become real, in my opinion, like really, really, really real, after you finish the sixth inning. That's when it's kind of like, oh my god, nine more outs. I feel like that's it, usually. And that kind of started to dawn on me, and so we're on this this locker room, and then Bryce changes the room name, uh, appropriately so, to Joe Musgrove no-hitter watch. So obviously, and it's funny because another person that we had on there, this this random folk that I that we met, his name's Brian. Uh, shout out to him if he's listening to this for some reason. Um, he very early on in the third inning, just because they want to win the game, obviously, he was like, "Uh oh, Joe Musgrove no hitter watch," like as a joke because he'd only done three innings. So as a joke, and then when we got to past that sixth inning, then he just didn't speak for the rest of the game. Like, they literally did not speak. He was just listening to us talk. So that was really fun. Um, Second segment of this, I'm going to post actually my live reaction uh, that we did get on Locker Room to be uh, after right after the the, the no header happened. Um, I also have you guys should check out the Twitter feed. Everything by Locked On Now video is all over the place. Check out Sully; he's going like super ultra mega viral right now. And look, it's because he you know posted every day as a bit he, for the past like three years or two years or whatever. He posts whoever the starting pitcher is on the Padres. He says, I predict that today, April blank, whatever, this person will throw the first no-hitter in Padres history. And it finally happened, and it blew up. And some people don't get that it's a bit and it's a joke, but it blew up. So shout out to him. Everyone go retweet that and stuff. Such a fun time, um, especially for me. I genuinely was losing my mind. And you guys are going to hear that reaction in the second, uh, second segment, but... Just to talk, I guess, quickly about the mechanics of it. You know, it's funny because I've said this before. I said this after his first start that, you know, I didn't make my official bold prediction for this year, which was my official one ended up being Trent Grisham would, you know, finish top 10 at MVP voting. And I thought, you know, it's got to be bold. It's easy for me to be like, yes, Tatis will be the MVP or Machado will be the MVP or some of the best players will do well, right? But I thought, ah, that's a little bit outrageous. But it's actually like, you know, not crazy. Maybe he'll do better. One of them, and I know I know that you guys, I imagine listeners of all sports content, they get tired of when people are like, you know, I was thinking of saying this. I thought this would happen. I would do this. So I'm going to say this, and I hope that you guys do believe me. I hope you do. Like, uh, if you don't, it's fine. But I genuinely, shout out to maybe the Padres Twitter uh, people who uh, I'm doing a fantasy baseball league with. They know, because I said this on our our draft call when we were all on a Zoom together, where I was like, you know, I was thinking of saying my bold prediction for this year to be really spicy was that Joe Musgrove would be the second best pitcher on the entire team. And I kind of wish I said that right now, because that would have been amazing. And let me tell you, it's not far off. I think Musgrove, and one of the reasons why I thought of that bold prediction was kind of two things. One, just statistical empirical evidence being like the strikeout rate was up and the strikeout rate on his curveball was up and his curveball, he had literally been throwing more. So it was like a mechanical change in how he was delivering and being a baseball player. So I thought, you know, maybe that's interesting. And the other side of things, one, it was just a feeling. And two, uh, the other thing was, I also was like, you know, Maybe there's something to be said for how many teams seem to be interested in him. At the deadline last year, there was a lot of teams that were interested in Joe Musgrove. Like, he was a name, and I'm not kidding. Like, I knew that he played on the Astros before and, like, wasn't really 
doing much there, but like I, I didn't know too much about him except for, yeah, he was on the trade market apparently, and he was one of those guys people were looking to deal. Um, and obviously they acquire him. And the other part of the prediction was being like, hey, you never know, guys. Come on. Baseball predictions, if it's called bold predictions, I'm not saying that, you know, Blake Snell and you Darvish and all those guys will be bad. I'm just saying maybe Lamette comes a little bit later and he has some up and down starts. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just for this year. That was going to be my bold prediction. But I didn't make it. So I can't give myself full credit. But I promise you, that's what I was thinking of doing. Um, I will say, though, the curveball looked great. There were a couple times when I was just like, Guys, this is the Rangers. They really are a bad hitting team. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't take away from it. And any Dodger losers that want to try to take credit away from it, screw you guys. You know what I mean? It just doesn't matter if it was the Rangers. But the curve is legit, man. That thing's movement. I was like, holy crap. He threw a couple sliders that were good. It's the movement pitches. It's not like his fastball is the greatest in history or anything like that. It's just the, the even he threw the cutters more in his first start. He mixes it up, and the curveball thing is crazy. And I loved watching it. And what's another funny observation is usually no hitters, they kind of have like that one defensive player. At least maybe this is like a, a, a narrative that's not actually true, and we all just feel like it's true because someone said it a couple times. But it feels like there's always that one pretty great defensive play. This time it was a couple by... Um, by Jerickson Profar, maybe, who was playing first base, um, which was really cool. It was nice to see that they gave Eric Hosmer the DH spot. That was nice. I miss the DH so, oh, oh, so much. I love first American League game, and we get the DH back, and then our our pitcher throws a no-hitter. Not a coincidence, in my opinion. Um, but Profar maybe made a couple nice grabs at first base, and then there was the one moment, I think it's the eighth, I believe it's the eighth, when someone lines a ball that looked like it was it was gonna be a single or whatever, but it goes to Myers. He like ran in, and I was like, "Oh, come on, Myers, don't let us down." And there was also another moment when someone, I swear, skied a sky high fly that off the crack of the bat and in the camera angle looked like it was out. And it's like the wind just struck it down. Like the fates were like, "No, not not this day." You know, you guys are not getting any hits today. Um, but let me, before uh, I get too crazy and keep moving on about this and talk more about this, I want to actually show you guys my live reaction to the final out that was on Locker. I'm going to post that. But before we get that, guys, I first have to talk to you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You know, football has been long over. Baseball is, oh boy, is baseball on the way. <laughs> it, is, it is currently underway. You know, baseball, uh, the NHL, and the NBA, they're full, still in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds on props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, one last thing before I play the the crazy reaction. Um, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast and the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Who knows? Maybe on Monday's episode, I might sh- uh, stop by for this un- incredible moment in history. And speaking of that incredible moment in history, let's play my live reaction. Yo, that was dangerous. I would have just thrown it to first. Oh that was dangerous. I was gonna laugh so hard if Leoti did it. All right, let's everyone everyone mute up. Only Javi. Javi, you gotta unmute yourself. We're here Dude, on the final batter. I gotta talk for this one. Oh man. Oh man, folks, this is tough. All right, first this strike, tough, folks. Strike oh, one. it's IKF okay. too. All right. All right. Mr. Singles. Bryce, I don't like this, man. 
<laughs> I'd be worried if I were you. Plus, yeah. Actually, nah, no, man, this, this is, is guy, too much. This is, this too is much. the most likely this. guy. Oh. Who oh. is this right now? Oh. Oh! oh my god, he did it! Oh my god, he did it! Joe Musgrove has thrown the first no-hitter in Padres history. The first one in Padres history. He's done it! Oh my god! Javi Reyes is dead. Wizard of Haas, Wizard of Haas magic. <laughs> Oh, he did it! The son of a bitch did it! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! god. So yeah, guys, that was it. It was incredible. And one thing that I I observed that that I mentioned odd there was like I can't understand how it's possible when you know you have a no hitter, and especially in Musgrove's like he knows you have to know the Padres are the only team that don't have a no hitter. So in his mind. I'm like, that's got to be at the back of his mind. How do you go to the dugout and just sit? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you go to the dugout and just sit there and have to think about how you might be on the precipice of history, not just because it's a no-hitter, but it's the first in the current franchise you're playing for, the first in their history, and be able to just come back up? You know what I mean? That's the crazy part about baseball. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. Baseball, like, we forget some. Not, I don't think we actually forget, but it is absolutely a mental game. There is something about baseball where if you mess up, say say if you're a hitter, I think hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports. I really do. Like you strike out, you got to wait nine more at bats and something might not happen. You Maybe you're playing shortstop. Maybe your pitcher, nothing even gets hit to you. So you just have to sit there and wait and wait. Basketball, you miss a shot, you get back on defense. You know, soccer, you're still constantly moving around. Football, uh, football a little bit, depends on what your position is, but still, it's still kind of a constantly moving sport for the most part, right? Not baseball. Baseball is much, very much a a stop-and-go sport. It's, you know, and also for sometimes to its detriment, some would say, three and a half minutes or whatever being the average time of um, before action happens in baseball, which is, you know, not great, I guess some would say, uh, depending on your preference. But the other thing I want to say is two, narr- two things that I noticed, some background things about this game. First of all, like I mentioned already, the Myers hit, which was that was the one that gave me the the heart attack, the one that he had to run in and kind of get. He didn't dive or anything like that, but you saw he had to pick up the speed a little bit. Uh, thankfully, he's fast, I guess. The one time Myers, I was not upset that he was the right fielder, I guess. I mean, he finally was he was fine there. He didn't blow it. Um, actually, there's three things. First one, which is a funny one, which is just Tommy Pham once again not coming through for me, man. <laughs> Tommy Pham goes over four in this game. Uh, not great. I know I've been bullish on him on the podcast. I think he's going to be a really, really great and productive player. The pop might be gone, but I still think he's like a 270, 280 hitter with great on base skills. And I think that that's going to be huge for this team. Uh, so he wasn't great. The other two things that I want to point out is one, they like needed Musgrove to do well because it was only a 3 0 lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I appreciate them warming up like Tim Hill at one point and all that stuff, but it was only a 3 0 lead. You know, so in, in this game was definitely achievable. Like, they could have won this game. It's not like a 12 nothing game or anything like that. And so i definitely appreciative of Musgrove, give the bullpen some rest and all that. So it was a huge clutch start for him. And then the second thing I want to point out is also Hassan Kim, uh, top of the ninth, he makes it on onto first base uh, with a walk, and he gets picked off trying to steal second. Conspiracy hobby would like to make an appearance and say... 
part of me is wondering if he just got picked off on purpose. That way Musgrove wouldn't wait too long in the dugout and could keep the momentum going so we could get right back on the field. We could get this over with. Whether or not he gets it or not, you know, let's just get it over with. That's my conspiracy take. I guess, of the day is Hassan Kim. Absolutely. He intentionally got picked off at first base. That way we could move this thing along. Just ugh, guys, I'm almost out of words. I'm sorry if I've been talking like too, almost too energetic for you. I'm sorry, everybody. It's just let's party. Oh my God. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing moment. And what this says for the Padres future is kind of what I want to talk about. Just kind of wrap things up. But before I wrap things up, guys. I got to talk to you about a couple of very important things. Number one, that is the best tasting protein bar of them all. You guys already know what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about the Built Bars. I imagine Joe Musgrove eats Built Bars because they're just that good. Only the best of the best people like Built Bars, guys, because, because they're super soft and chewy and covered in 100% chocolate, and they've got an amazing variety of flavors, everything from caramel brownie to apple almond crisp to banana bread, mint brownie, carrot cake, uh, everything. They literally have everything, including the, the coconut brownie chunk bar, which won the championship and all that for Built Bar Madness, was voted the best Built Bar flavor, birthday cake, raspberry shortcake, all sorts of flavors, and, of course, they're the best tasting protein bars. Protein bars, that means they are healthy for you. They're great for the keto diet. I imagine Mr. Musgrove himself is a big fan of the keto diet, the, the absolute madman and of greatness that he is. High fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. Guys, go check out Built Bar. They're fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, now before we wrap things up, let me just talk to you really quickly about Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You know, hey, all you Joe Musgrove owners, I own him in one league. So shout out to you guys. I have him in one of my leagues, one of my category leagues. And uh, having a guy who throws a no-hitter, it's a lot of fun. But you know what else is fun? When you get just in general good advice and know what to do with your fantasy team. And the Fantasy Baseball Podcast, Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, can help you out with that. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And the last two things that I want to talk about is this. One, Joe Musgrove, look, as I said, I bragged a little bit about what, not even bragged, I just said like what might have been one of my bold predictions. I could have pulled a, a Sully and been like, hey, look, I was right about this. But no, instead I want to just mention a couple things, which is number one, you know, earlier this week after the Padres lose to the Giants, Padres Twitter, a lot of people are saying, what's going on? We can't be losing to the Giants and we have the Tatis injury of stuff like all this. It's not, it wasn't a good week for the Padres. And I was one of those people. I was like, look. I think that this team is really deep, and I'm not freaking out just yet. The offense, they only did score three runs yesterday. No, yesterday's no-hitter. I still think they're going to keep going. I still believe in Tommy Fab to an extent, although he's making me lose it a little bit because I'm a little bit worried. Uh, I'm just definitely getting a little bit worried about Tommy Fab, but in general, I still have a lot of faith in this team. It's so deep, and remember, we got Trent Grisham that just came back, and Nelson Lamette hopefully will come back at some point, so imagine that. You like those pitchers, don't you? Darvish, Snell, Lamette, Musgrove. If Mus Musgrove might even be the three at this point, but let's whichever way it ends up shaking out, you know, you're telling me that Nelson Lamette might be the fourth starting pitcher on this team? 
Oh my God. And if we could get anything out of Chris Paddock, and I'm really looking forward to seeing his start uh, today, this Saturday against the Raiders, hopefully he can be right. If Chris Paddock isn't an ace, it's no problem. I think Chris Paddock, the bar for him that he needs to pass is really low. And I think I'm still ready to take those odds. So it's really nice to see this moment for this team. And, you know, they sometimes there are teams that they, they start off the gate a little bit slow, and then they have something that kind of re-energizes them. This could be that moment for the Padres. Last year, it was the Tatis 3-0 Grand Slam, I think. It was that. It was the walk-off Grand Slam from a child. Just the whole Texas series, you know? After starting off 11 and 12, the whole Texas series is really what brings it kind of in the energy. And they keep it and ride it the whole way through. I'm not saying that this means that the Padres are going to go, you know, 90 and 10 for the rest of the way or whatever the heck it is. Like, I'm not saying that. And I'm not even saying that they'll necessarily win the division. But it could be the sign that everything's about to shift. And the last thing I want to say on a more very serious note is we needed this. And I'm not saying we needed this in terms of the team doing well. I still think the team is still due to do well. I think the roster is great. I'm saying we needed this because of Tatis. The same week when we have that moment that everybody's freaking out justifiably, the team's excitement is just sapped. Right after Tatis goes down with that injury. And we're still waiting to hear more specifics on it. We got sort of good news to maybe be excited about, but we heard that and we're like, all right, it's something but still. Bottom line is he's the heart and soul of the team. He is. He's the heart and soul of the team. You could argue he's the heart and soul of all of baseball right now. And maybe along with Shohei Otada, who had another home run yesterday, by the way. God dang, that guy is awesome. Everybody, like, guys, I think I could say this. Like, We all are kind of rooting for the Angels, aren't we? We want to see those guys in the playoffs, especially Trout, who never makes it. Like I, I would root for that. But anyway, to have the same week Tatis go down and then for them to make history with Joe Musgrove, San Diego native, which I didn't even bring up earlier. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention that. Um, San Diego native, for him to come in and be great for the team, it's just you love to see it. I love the celebration. Everything about it was just electric, and it's, I really genuinely think the team needed it. The team needed something like this to be excited about after the bad news from this week, after losing their main source of excitement in Tatis. And Joe Musgrove came through. He absolutely came through, and I'm excited to see how he plays the rest of the season. I don't think he's going to throw more no-hitters, but um, I'm definitely excited to see that that curveball is really good. And bottom line is this, though. Like I said with Lamette, if he comes back and he's the third starter, Musgrove as your fourth, I feel real, real, real good about that. And it, so far... Early on in the season is looking like perhaps the biggest steal, biggest off-season move steal of this past off-season. I really do. People would, would argue, you know, some people would even say Tommy Lestello for the Giants, a pretty solid hitter, but he hasn't been so uh, good for them yet. But they could, people might, I can't believe that people might look back and be like, Musgrove was the biggest addition that happened for the Padres this offseason. Even if he even if the rest of the way he has like a 3.8 ERA, which is not bad, but like not incredible, even if that's what he does the rest of the way, the bottom line is a lot of Padres fans, I think we all agree. You know what? Still one of the big offseason boosts. Finally got that no-hitter. Just absolutely ecstatic stuff, guys. Absolutely ecstatic stuff. Um hope you enjoyed this emergency celebratory podcast. Um before we wind things down, I just want to talk about the future of this podcast. On Monday, I'm going to be reacting to Chris Paddock's start and on Sunday Adrian Mortahone's start, just reacting to the Texas series and then talking a little bit about the Pittsburgh series and then hopefully on Tuesday I'll be reacting to that first Pittsburgh game which should be uh really really fun. 
because it'll be you Darvish that'll be pitching on the mound again, and hopefully that's another series that the Padres can keep the momentum going since Pittsburgh's not a very good team. And in the background of that, I'm hoping to have my uh, part of my chat with DC Lundberg because I just thought it was a fun chat. We talked about like you know former Padres prospects, how they're doing over at the Mariners, and since they share a spring trading field and all that. And DC's has so much energy too, like myself, that I think that it's a good. Um, conversation to be had and who knows who else i'm going to be talking to next week actually you know what i do know who else i'll be talking to next week i'm excited to confirm that on the podcast uh for next week don't know which day uh where we're going to be recording uh soon but i'm going to be talking with hannah kaiser of yahoo sports you guys might be familiar with some of her writing she wrote for Deadspin before, too. Uh, she's great. I love her show, her video series, uh, The Bandwagon, which you guys should all check out, which is a great YouTube series. Please look that up, The Bandwagon, Yahoo Sports. She's great on it. And we're going to be talking about the Padres. And what's funny is we had been setting this up for a little bit, and she was talking about, oh, man, like the Tatis injury kind of kills a little bit of the bandwagon momentum. So I'm really curious to talk to her now that the no-hitter just happened and talking about is this the greatest bandwagon team. Uh, maybe in all of sports, but certainly baseball the past few years that we've seen. And I've got a couple fun would-you-rather questions that I'm going to ask her. Very fun, quirky, silly questions, I think, that hopefully she'll enjoy, too. So stay tuned for that. That'll be the bigger thing of next week. Oh, and also, next week, next Friday, starts the series with the Dodgers. So how about that, guys? Next week, huge week here on Lockdown Padres. I also want to say... Man, am I grateful, and man, that I step on this podcast opportunity at the right time. I could not be more grateful. Uh, with that all being said, though, guys, the partying for now is at an end, at least for this podcast, guys. The Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, the Overcast app, which is what I use. Uh, wherever you find your podcast, you'll find it. Um, be sure to send me some five-star reviews. I'd greatly appreciate that on the Apple Podcast app. I'd greatly appreciate that. Follow the show or myself on Twitter, which is at LO underscore Padres for the show account and at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O for my Twitter account. And until next time, stay safe and of course, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.